Hello and welcome to episode 206 of Fergo on the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. Joining me as always is the silky smooth League Freak. You can find on Twitter at League Freak. How you going there, mate? Hi, Andrew. It's a pretty big day today for the podcast, isn't it? It's a, it is a glorious day for the podcast. We've got a bit of big news, haven't we? We do. We do. Now, okay, this is what it comes down to. You know when you go out on a big date, you've got a big date that's coming up, right? So you make sure your hair's all done. You might, you know, buy yourself a new outfit, get all your best cologne and your deodorant and stuff. Pick out your shoes because, you know, you want to wear the right shoes for it and stuff. Go into your watches. You go and pick out the right watch for the right occasion. And all watches. That yeah, watches. You yeah, pick the right watches for the occasion. Yeah, yeah. Th- then you think you're set, right? But you're not. Okay. Because when you drop your pants, you don't want it to look like Jules out of fucking Pulp Fiction is coming out of your pants, you know? You want to look like you're maintained and you've got all your shit together. And that's why you need Manscaped. If you go to manscaped.com and you put in the code NRL, you'll get 20% off of any purchase at manscaped.com. And that's courtesy of Fergo and the Freak. They're a new sponsor. What a fantastic pairing. It really is. It's uh, it's a match made in heaven. And it's cool that we, I mean, 20% off, that's that's absolutely huge. And you look through their range of stuff, they've got some really good stuff. They've got the Lawnmower 3.0, which I personally recommend. That'll just get the job done perfectly. You'll, you'll get yourself match ready, which is what it all comes down to. So go to manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. Put in the promo code NRL and you will get 20% off and you will also get free shipping. Mate, I'm going to have to stop you talking so otherwise you're going to keep giving shit away. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's like it's just the best deal ever. You get it for your significant other, get it for yourself. Your insignificant other? It, just everyone. And, and it's seriously fantastic let me tell you personal experience we're going to talk a lot more about it as the podcast goes on over time but uh yeah manscape.com chuck in nrl and you will get 20 percent off and free shipping so go there and get it done absolutely you'll be smoother than todd greenberg's head oh it'll be fantastic your cags will look like peter sterling's head and that's what you want oh exactly right now Speaking of great deals, mm-hmm. it's been announced and finally revealed today that the Gold Coast Titans have got their man, David Favita, on a three-year deal worth over $3 bucks. Yeah, big, big deal. Uh, it's funny, the, the on Saturday morning, Anthony Seabold come out and he said, there's no way we're losing David Fafita. And David Fafita was gone about an hour and a half later. <laughs> so that worked out really well for the ball coach. Yeah, it's, it's fitting that um, Seabold's defense on the field is just as shit as it is off the field. Yeah, pretty much, eh? It's, uh, look, I, I think that they're, gonna, they're always going to have to pay overs to get someone. He's a quality player. He's a young player. Um, you know, and they've ro- they're rolling the dice with him. I think that he'll be a pretty good buy for them. He's going to help bolster that forward pack of theirs, which will be good. And, you know, it's a bit of a shot across the bow of the Broncos. They've always 
you know, the Ash Taylor was the signing that I think they thought was going to be the shot across the bow. Didn't end up being that way, unfortunately. But I think Fafita is definitely a much higher quality player. Oh, at, you know, he's a test quality player, if you ask me. Absolutely is. Um, it's a great, great piece of work by the, the Titans. If you're going to go overs, you may as well go overs for someone who has a entire future of potential growth ahead of them and they're already at that level where they're knocking on the door of test selection. Yeah. And That's like the right he, person to go overs on. 100%. And he's not having to travel very far from where he lives. Apparently he went to high school on the Gold Coast as well. Um, so I think it's a good move for them. And it's going to be interesting to see what they can do once they move some of those older contracts out. I know that there was um, there was news that Ryan James, he could be on his way to Canberra pending a medical assessment. Um, I don't know why Canberra would want to sign him. He hasn't played. He's played six games since the start of 2019, which yeah. just isn't enough. And I had a look today. Um, there's, he's played 10 seasons, and only in five of them has he ever played more than 20 games, which to me is just not good enough. No, and that's not a criticism of him as a player. It's just the fact that he has been... He has suffered a lot of bad injuries in his career. Yeah. Um, he has literally only this week turned 29. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, obviously, if he can back get back to full fitness, he's probably going to have a good you know, four to five years of good football left in him. But uh, it's, a, it's a big risk to take. It really is, yeah. And look, uh, if you get, if Canberra gets a fully fit Ryan James, it's a good signing. Oh, bloody hell it is. But what are the odds of that? 50%? Mm. And that's the problem you're going to have is that a fully fit Ryan James is going to be worth half a million dollars a year easy. Yeah, but when you're got a Ryan James and you don't know if he's going to be fully fit or not, how do you put a price on that? You don't want to under, undermine him and, and offer him 150 grand because that's what he might deserve if he only plays six games every year. Yeah, but if he plays the full season, then you've completely ripped the poor bastard off. Yeah, and look, I when it comes to players, I put a real premium on those players that you go into the season with, and you don't have to think of them again. I think that was one of Petro Sivanasiva's great strengths, was that if you sign Petro Sivanasiva, you know you got him for every single game that year, and the next year, and the next year. Yeah. Um, you know, but and I, I personally am the sort of person that would avoid, it doesn't matter how good they are, I would just avoid injury-prone players. Yeah, sometimes it can be a risk that pays off. It doesn't happen often, but the the obvious one that sticks out for me is when West Tigers signed Scott Prince. Yep, yep. Um, you don't hear of it too often happening, though. No. And... I'm, try- I'm trying to think, is there anybody that was super injury-prone that has been this like a one-off signing that a club really got a lot out of? Uh... Scott Prince is the only one that comes to my mind because he went yeah. from being, yeah, suffering all sorts of weird different injuries that wasn't even the same thing all the time to, you know, two years later winning a premiership for the Tigers and playing Origin and Test Footy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he actually went on to avoid injury for much of the rest of his career, which was quite interesting. He got him all the way early. I wonder if you could, I mean, I guess you could say James Tedesco in his first game he blew his knee out. So you could see where oh, that, that would was, be 
as sort of like a red flag, but it, it you know, touch wood. If you look at the rest of his career, he, he, he's not an injury prone player. It just seems like it was a one off. Not long after he came back um, for the Tigers from that knee injury, because he, yeah. he missed an entire year after that. Mm. Played the first game, missed every other game that year, I believe. He came back and it was a game against Canberra. And he fielded a, a restart. And I think. I think the ball would, went on the ground or something. He bent over to pick it up, and as he was going to do that, Terry Campisi came running in and tackled him, and their knees collided, and Tedesco broke his kneecap. I th- yeah, I remember that, actually. Because you thought that he'd done freak. his knee again. Yeah. And it was yeah. an absolute freak of an accident. Um, you know, that decision for him to sit out an entire year was a really smart one when you look back at it. Yeah. Um, so, do you think that the signing of um, of Fafita mm-hmm. is going to lead to other, you know, very genuinely good players wanting to move to the Titans? I, I don't know that it will. I don't know that he's the sort of player that's going to attract other players. But at least it shows that the Titans aren't just going to look for other people's scraps anymore, which they've done that for so long. Um, You know, there's not too many real marquee signings that they've had that were like in the prime of their career or at the top of their game. And I think Fafita really looks like one of those players that, you know, when he's, when he's playing and he's in form, he's unstoppable. He's incredible. Um, you know, Ash Taylor was more of a signing for the future and that hasn't panned out. I think as someone like a, a Scott Prince, he was more about getting an experienced head at the club. Luke Bailey was the same thing. Preston Campbell was kind of the same thing as well. Um, you know, I, I, there's not really too many players that they've, they've signed that you've been like, oh, wow, he is a, he's a gun. And mm. they've finally got one, you know. So, but it's it's a I think it's a building block for sure. And you don't have to put too much around David Fafita to make a pretty damn good forward pack. Well, this is what I'm looking at. Is you look at some of the names they've got there. Mm. They they can have a pretty good forward pack for next year because they've they've bought Herman Sasa as well from the Knights. Mm-hmm. He'll be turning up for 2021, 22. Mm-hmm. Um, Moiaki is a Absolutely done of a prop. Mm-hmm. Um, Keegan Hipgrave, he's off contract at the end of the year, but he's a very good hard-running second rower. I mm-hmm. quite like the way he plays. Um, also got Jared Wallace there for another three years. Joe Whitbread's there for two more years. Um, Jai Arrow's off contract at the end of the year. Yeah, his Jai, like Jai Arrow was supposed to go to South Sydney. It seems mm. like he will, but... I don't think he's actually signed with them yet, from what I've seen. I've not heard anything get along those lines either, so it's hard to know. But uh, there's plenty to work with there already, just with what they've got. Um, yeah. Young Bo Furmore looks like he's going to be a pretty good signing as well. Unless I forget they've got Bryce Cartwright for another year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> old Brycey, he's great. But they do have a fair bit of... Um, um, you know, player churn sort of set to come up at the end of this year and next year. Yeah, sort of and that's what they contract. Need. Like, mm. they need to get rid of some of the dead wood there. And there's a lot of dead wood there. But, you know, replacing it with someone like Fafita, I think it's a good move. I really do. 
Yeah. No, they've they've got they've got the makes of a good forward pack there, which I think's a good thing to work with. They need they need some halves. Um maybe Brimson can move into the five eighth role. I think they need to move on from the Ash Taylor experiment. I know he's got another year to go on his contract, but Yeah. Why why struggle with that any longer? Yeah, as soon as they can move him on, they should. I don't know how they will facilitate that, but they should do everything they can to facilitate it. Um, well, <laughs> there's one team out there at the moment that's uh, picking up lots of talent. Um, Mr. Trent Barrett, who's been signed as the Bulldogs coach, that's now been um, announced. Well, look, the signing of Kotrick, if I'm looking at the Bulldogs, right, and I think, what do they need? I'm not thinking of Kotrick, but I can I can make some, you know, he's a good player, he's a solid player, big, strong dude. But then Scott, like who is watching Scott play football this year? And Well, no one, because he's not on the field. <laughs> yeah, and there's for a good reason, you know. He's been absolutely abysmal. When he's played, it's kind of crazy that anybody would be looking at signing him. Yeah, he's he's bad. But uh, given that they've got Kieran Foran coming off contract. Would you keep Foran? If the other alternative was um, Ash Taylor, yes, I'd yeah. keep Kieran Foran. <laughs> I would get rid of Kieran Foran. Oh, yeah, they've got to get rid of him. There's, there's yeah. absolutely no point in keeping him. But... Um, I'd be worried that that uh, Barrett might be looking at Ash Taylor, given that he might be coming off contract. He's young, you know. That's Bulldogs the sort of, fans will blow up. The last su- surprise they're not already. But uh, yeah. they've got to do something there. They need. I, I think I'd rather see them have an experienced six, uh, six next to mm-hmm. um, Lewis. They will. You know what they. There was rumours that they might sign Burton from the Panthers, who is a really good young player. The only reason he's not playing 5'8 at the Panthers is that Luai is playing great footy and probably has just a touch more experience from his uh, test footy that he plays, his international footy. So, um, And Burton, like he he needs to be somewhere. He's a first-grade 5'8. He just needs the opportunity to make a spot his own. And he'll get it. He's quality. He'll get it. He might end up at the Titans. Because I'll tell you what, I think Justin Holbrook's doing a pretty damn good at assembling a squad there. Well, at least he's aiming high, you know? Yeah. And he's not thinking, I'll get I'll get some project, I'll, you know, rehab a busted player. That's right. He's not chasing old broken down players at the twilight of their career. He's going for a young squad that he can work with for a number of years. Yeah, and like I don't want to see them going after like a Cohen Hess and being like, oh, we can get the best out of Cohen Hess. We'll just fix his attitude. They can't do that anymore. Nah, because that's just not going to work. They need to get proven performers and knowing that they can get better. And I think they've made a great signing there with um, Fafita, obviously. And I think the signing of Herman SASA is a pretty good one too because he's a very reliable forward. And I think he'll probably be you know, a bench, bench rotation player, if not a, a, a lock. Mm-hmm. But um, they're going to have a pretty good pack. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how big of a difference it makes for them next year when they all come together and if it's if it's a big leap forward for them. Because you have to have a good pack in the NRL now. Like, if you yeah. haven't got a good pack, you're nowhere. And I, like, look at a team like the Tigers, 
who have a pretty solid forward pack. They're not bad. Um, you know, there's at least you can build around that. If you've got to build a forward pack from scratch around, you know, like a good half back and you've got no one else, you, you're nowhere. Yeah. No, I fully agree with that. So I think things are looking good there for the Titans. Um, the Bulldogs, though, they look like they're going... <laughs> uh, it was such a bad idea signing Trent Barrett. And now you look at some of the names they're starting to sign, who are they, where they're spending money. Fancy's putting nearly a million dollars a year into a winger. Yeah, who's it's... like, even if you say, well, he's, he's they're going to play him at centre, like that's too much for a centre, first yeah. of all. And it's not like you watch Kotrick and you're like, wow, he tears it up in the centres. Do you think they're going to move him to fullback? Oh, man. That, I, I, when I look at him, I don't see a fullback. Neither do I. But I given think the eventually he'll be a second him, rower, hey? He's, he's a sizable unit. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that's the Trent Barrett idea, is we'll make him a fullback, given the money they've paid him. I wonder if they've even promised it to him. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a lot of money. It is, especially when that's the least of their concerns. Do you reckon if, say you're an NRL club, and you need a good fullback, right? How many players do you look at in the in the game and go, we need a fullback, he would do the job, bang, get him. Like, I think of uh, Valentine Holmes up at North Queensland, and they've spent a lot of money to get him, but he's a winger. He's He's a winger. That's it. You know, it's a big gamble. But then you get someone like, say, a, a Greg Inglis, who's just like an easy choice. It's like, oh, yeah, he's going to be fullback, no worries. And then you get a Latrell Mitchell, who he's he'll be fine, I think. Yeah. But it's it's a big gamble to just decide this guy who's not a fullback, I'm going to play him at fullback. Yeah, it's... It and he's going to be our marquee player at fullback. I think what most clubs need is they need to have a mix of that, you know, youth, uh, a bit of experience and a bit of X factor in their spine. Mm-hmm. I think the teams who have got, you know, one talented youngster, one solid, reliable old head and one freak in the, in the spine, mm-hmm. they're the teams that are the biggest threat. Yeah. Um, you're not going to see teams who have got, you know, okay players or a bunch of players who are either old or a bunch that are young or a bunch that are, you know, you, you've got to have a mixture. Um, and if the Bulldogs get rid of four at the end of the year and they bring in another young half, yeah, they've got a very young spine. Even even with DWZ, he's not that old. He's got, he'll be the most experienced half of, uh, you know, spine member they've got there. Mm. And, and you know what, DWZ, I mean, the way he's playing this year, for Yeah, um, this is the thing. I was I was gutted when the Tigers fell out of the race for him. Now I'm actually not too disappointed. Yeah, when cause... I look, when I, I was pissed off when the Panthers let him go. And, I, and now I watch him and, I'm think, and I think to myself, like, I feel like he needs to go back to the Panthers. And, but not on much money. And I don't know who's... I don't think that there's a place for him. That's the problem. I actually think he would be best at the Warriors. Oh, you reckon? Yeah, because I think he would be challenged by RTS. And I think that's what he'd need. Yeah. I'd be the coach and say, I'd say to him, Dallin, we think you're a fullback. And we'd like to give you fullback money. 
you've got to outperform that other bloke that's currently there. And I think RTS would like to be sitting in that conversation and say, bring it, bitch. <laughs> and I think DWZ would play up to that because we saw what happened when he got put into the position of RTSs in the test side. He was incredible. And they said, right, you, you've now got to be RTS. You've got to be the captain. You've got to be the fullback. You've got to show us what you can do. And he was absolute gun. Yeah, he was like a, he was a monster. He was mm. unstoppable. It was crazy. And you, you want him to have that. And physically, yeah. he's, I mean, he's a gifted player. He really is. But the effort is not there. It's, and he's, he's become lazy. Like, he, mm. you could never say when he was at the Panthers that he was lazy. There would be times where he would float in and out of games from time to time. But he was never lazy. He's become lazy at the Bulldogs, which is a real worry. No, that's exactly right. So I, I do wonder if Kotrick might be brought in to sort of fix the gap there. I don't think he's going to fix it if, you, if they put him at fullback, but I wonder if that's the Barrett mentality. We'll bring someone else in and try them at fullback and we'll pay a lot of money for them. I just hope that they've got lots of chairs. That, oh, yeah. I think that that's their biggest concern, like if they don't have chairs. At the moment, I believe $1 million of the cap has been set aside to go to Bunnings and just buy lots of plastic chairs. Million bucks. I wonder how many. I'm sure that there's how much wow. of them chairs. They're like a nine bucks. Yeah, well, you can get the the fold away ones. You know, the picnic ones. You can get those for a bit cheaper. I think. Oh, really? Yeah. So we do know he's he's, he's not a fan of having to bring his own stuff. So they'll they've probably already bought a new desk, even though it's probably already one there at Belmore. They'll buy another desk just so he's got two. Do you know? I know. I've been told of there was a a CEO of a club who didn't have a computer. Justin Potato? No, no, no. I'm not going to say who it is. No, it's, I'm, oh. sure, I'm certain it's Justin Potato. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's currently working out contracts and stuff like using an abacus. <laughs> <laughs> he's not thinking about Madison, though. That's the main thing. Oh, no, no, no. Not thinking about Ryan Madison. No, no, no. Even if you mention Ryan Madison, I won't think about Ryan Madison. No. He's like, he was like, who? Who? Who was <laughs> So, yeah. Hey, do you think that the contract that David Fafita got, I had this put to me by a, a follower on Twitter. Do you think that it will change the player market? No. I tend to think it won't either. I think that, because um, they, they said to me, well, what about Kikau? If, if you know, Fafita's worth that much money, Kikau's a million-dollar player. I think he probably is pretty close to a million-dollar player as it is, the way he's so damaging and how important he is to the Panthers. So I don't think it's going to really change too much. No, that's right. Um, the difference being, though, Fafita's several years younger than Kikia. Yeah. That, that is a factor. Who would you um, rather in your team tomorrow fully fit, Kikia or Fafita? Um, I'd probably take Fafita. Okay. I think I. I think I'd that's only if we're out. that's only if we're talking long term. If we're talking about I need to win games this year, then I'm going to take Kick Out. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's different. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Kick Out's not that old though. No, he's not that old, but he's he's not the oh. uh, he's not he's not as young as um as Fafita is. Yes, Fafita is Fafita twenty yet. So Kick Out's twenty five. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. See, see, for a big dude like Kick Out. I, I think 25, I reckon he could still play for another 10 years. Yeah, um, Fafita turned 20 in February. There you go. 
But he's got five years on him. Well, that's the thing is, yeah, that means Kikau's still five years away from peaking. Yeah, under the, uh, why would you Johnson. buy for why would you buy for Fido now? He's still got ten years before he peaks. Did you see uh, Jack Johns's debut for South? It was a rough no. one. No, I didn't see it. Yeah, he uh, look, he, he he did all right. He didn't do anything over the top, but man, he he was unlucky with a couple. He got a in a head clash at one point. Um, he got absolutely his first run. I think it was he got absolutely destroyed in a tackle. And it was just one of those games where it was like, it was just rough for him. He didn't play bad. It was just rough, you know, and um, it would be interesting to see how it goes. But I thought it was funny that he'd, he'd played for Italy in in international footy. They were saying that he played for Italy through um, his, mother. his mother. Yeah. Yeah. And because I, I remember on Twitter, I was blocked by the Italian Rugby League because I was pointing out that there are, uh, their lineup was about as Italian as I am, which is not at all. Um, I do remember that game he played for Italy. It was he didn't play very well, and it was against Ireland. I think he got, I think he got hooked at half time. Oh, really? Yeah. It'd be interesting. Well, he's got a taste of first grade footy now, so we'll see what he does with it. Man, I, a part of me is worried about that kid, and Why not, is that? not about his ability. Mm. It's about the fact his father. He's in the media all the time, acting like a dick, and he might take the advantage to, or take the opportunity to do this shit to distract his son from playing properly as well. And having an uncle that's an immortal, just having that surname. There's just going to be so many comparisons. The fact that he plays as a halfback, mm-hmm. he's going to be compared to those two. They're going to be mucking around. Maddie's going to be mucking around with him and. He's going to be in the media a lot. Um, and a lot of the time, it's not going to be because he chose to be there. And I just, it's a bit unfair on him because there's nothing he can do about it. Like, yeah, you can like say you, no to a lot of it, but it's, a lot of it is, you can say no, it's still going to be in there. Yeah. And like, if you looked at the coverage tonight, they there was a lot of fanfare and stuff around it all. And, um, you know, they, they really focused on him a lot. It was a little bit unfair for a dude in his first NRL game. Yeah. He's getting a lot of attention. Yeah. So I'm hoping that he's able to forge his own career and play the way he wants to and not have that stuff distract him too much from what he's you know, what he's paid to do, I guess. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um I guess that's pretty much it for the episode. Yeah, just a quick episode for our listeners putting it out Sunday. So hopefully you all have a good Sunday. A um, couple of good games coming up. Yeah. I don't know which ones they are. <laughs> Will Penrith take on the Gold Coast Titans? Which oh, will be yeah, interesting. Well, Penrith the, have uh, a lot of injuries. That's the that's the ball terror. Yeah. Because we've got the best team in Queensland against the best team in Sydney since the, uh, since the game resumed. Best team in the world, Andrew. Okay. Best team in the world. Okay. We are. Okay. If only there was some sort of ranking system someone could put together. Hmm. Who could we ask? I don't know. I'll work on it. Okay. I've got one day to work on it, all right? I'll find someone. Okay. All right. And if you can't find someone, I've got something in the, you know, as a fallback. 
Okay. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> good. So Alrighty. where can people find us? People can find us. We're on Twitter at Fergo Freak Pod. We're on Instagram at Fergo Freak Pod. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, which I just said, obviously. Um, LinkedIn, that was the other one. We're on Facebook too. Yeah, we're on Facebook. And Twitter. Um, don't, don't forget we're on Facebook and Twitter. Instagram. Instagram. Um, we're also... We're also a podcast. If you've got a podcast device and you turn tune in and listen to us, you'll hear us talking about our podcast on that podcast device. Fantastic yeah. technology these Have days. Listen, yeah, if people should listen to our podcast, I think they'd be surprised. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you can catch our podcast on the device that you're using right now to listen to it on. Yeah. How good's that? You don't even have to think about it. It's just there. We have the technology. It's fantastic. Um you're at League Freak. I'm at Andrew RLP. Mm-hmm. People can donate to our Patreons. Yep, we're our Patreons. We've got uh, patreon.com slash League Freak. Mm-hmm. No spaces. Go there and support independent no, writing, sports rugby league writing. Yep. Content creation. Website hosting. Yeah. Website owning and buying. Yep. Website trading. <laughs> There's so much of them. Do you have your own currency yet? Freak coin. Imagine that. You're getting them that. Um, you can also go to uh, the one I've got via my uh, Rugby League Project website, www.patreon.com slash rlproject. Um, and you can make monthly donations there from as little as well, $1 on mine, as little as 3 on on Freaky's one. Mm-hmm. And that'll all help. And, of course... Don't forget Manscaped. Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Put in the promo code NRL. 20% off of everything plus free shipping. And that's for that's just for our listeners. Yeah, not anyone else. So No. Make sure you get that done. That would be Yeah, fantastic. get it done. And I tell you what, anybody that does buy product from manscaped.com with the code NRL, show us. Get in touch with this and say, hey, have a look what I bought, fellas. Right? Because yeah. you, you, you don't have to all... get the you don't have to get the smooth cags out, but if you want to, um, just send them to Freaky's Twitter account. He's no. keen on this stuff. No, no, don't send it to my Twitter account. Send it to my email, podcast at leaguefreak.com. Um yeah, he'll get... write, he'll rate them out of ten. <laughs> Guaranteed <laughs> do, they'll do you get five for each cag. That's right, and he'll give five for each. <laughs> if you are, uh, yeah, if you go there and you buy something, let us know, um, and we'll say your name on the podcast. We'll say, hey, guess what? So-and-so purchased this, so-and-so purchased that. But t- I'm telling you, my recommendation, the Lawnmower 3.0, that gets the job done. If we went and told people that, you know, on the, on the website that, you know, this person's bought the you know the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. Yeah, our website's going to come a little bit Tinderish. It'll be good. <laughs> It'll be fantastic. <laughs> we want yeah, look our our goal here is to have the most maintained listeners in the entire podcasting world. Okay, absolutely. There's we're no bushes you. on Fergo and the Freak. We're here for you, people. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks for that. That was another magnificent, glorious episode. And we'll catch you all next time.